Welcome to Thrive Beyond Pornography, the podcast where real couples like us candidly navigate the journey to a healthier, more connected life. Join us as we share personal experiences, expert insights, and practical tips to help you thrive in your relationships and break free. Together, let's repair and build a rock-solid connection, becoming a couple that can overcome any challenge. I'm Zach. And I'm Darcy. Did you know that pornography doesn't have to destroy you or your marriage? We're the parents of eight active members of the Church of Jesus Christ, the Latter-day Saints, and we love to help people just like you. We're here to share hope and healing as we take you through our journey and the journeys of our amazing clients to greater joy and love. Come grow with us to a happier, more meaningful life. Welcome Welcome to to the the Self Mastery Podcast. Podcast. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another beautiful Mastery Monday here on the Self Mastery Podcast. I'm your host, Zach Spafford. Uh, I have... I have an announcement. It's not gonna. I'm not gonna announce it today, though. I'm gonna announce it in. Uh, let's see, in three weeks. So, in three weeks, something big is gonna change with the Self Mastery Podcast. I hope you're there for it. I, I'm excited to share it with you. Darcy and I have been working on something pretty awesome, and we we're excited for it. We're really looking forward to to this change. Also. <laughs> I just learned tonight that my two youngest daughters, so we have renters in about a third of our basement, uh, a very nice couple. And one of the ways that my daughters, who are four and six, describe what I do is they say, my dad does porn. <laughs> so they said this to our renters. They were like, yeah, my dad does porn. He does that in his office right there. So my office is right next to the to the renter's space. And I was just like, that is, uh, that's a totally brilliant way of describing what I do. Uh, <laughs> it's not exactly accurate, but it, uh, it doesn't convey the message that I think I would normally convey or want to convey, but it is hilarious that that's, that's what they think is that my dad does porn is the way to describe what I do. So we just got done watching general conference, uh, for those of us who are Latter-day Saints and one of the things that I really love about this new general conference or about this general conference is we got a new For Strength of Youth pamphlet. And I have been kind of begging for this. I mean, it's not, it's not like anybody up at headquarters is listening to me, but I've really been begging for this. I've been often, as I've discussed the For Strength of Youth pamphlet with a lot of people, I've often referred to it as the How to Judge Yourself and Your Neighbors book. And I have, you know, on occasion had conversations with members of our stake presidency and members of our bishopric where, you know, the discussion was essentially this. From my perspective, there's a lot of rules and not a lot of principles. And these rules aren't necessarily the best way to lay out how to live according to the gospel. And I'm really encouraged by the news for Strength of Youth pamphlet. And the reason I'm bringing this on to this podcast, I know that often we talk about pornography. Well, <laughs> we always talk about porn, but I don't often talk to the youth. But I do, I, I'm bringing this up because I often, I recognize that often, even as adults within the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, we refer to the For Strength of Youth pamphlet as a, an ideal in the way that we live our lives. And, you know, things like um, 
earrings and and uh, the way that we should, whether or not we should have tattoos, are are changed in this new for strength of youth pamphlet. And uh, so I'm, you know, on the church's website, one of the very first things it says is. The new For Strength of Youth guide, announced October 1st during the opening session of General Conference, encourages youth to deepen their conversion by learning correct principles and the blessings that result from living those principles, and to act on the spiritual promptings they receive as they study the guide. And this has often been a refrain of mine within the conversations that I have about the gospel and about how we often talk about things like modesty we tend to say, well, here's a rule, follow it. And if you follow this rule, you'll be okay. But the problem is, is that oftentimes rules don't encompass the reality of our actual lives. Let me just give you an example of this. When I was a missionary, we have this thing called the the White Handbook. And as a missionary, when you read the White Handbook, one of the things that it said is no physical contact with members of the opposite sex. So that seems like a very good rule, and it might seem like one that could help you live the gospel, especially as a missionary. But then let me just tell you about an incident I had very early on in my mission. This is one that stands out to me, but I'm sure there were others. This woman came out of a—so uh, I went on my mission to Rome, Italy, and about every 10 feet there's a Catholic church of some sort— uh, I'm exaggerating, but sometimes it felt like that. So we were walking along, and this woman came out of this Catholic church, and she was crying, like very just deep, painful sobs. And as a young new missionary who barely spoke any Italian, I just went up to her, and I just gave her a hug. And we hugged there for maybe a minute or two. I didn't know what else to do or say for her, but I felt like that was the thing that I could do in that moment. And she thanked me, and she thanked my companion, and then she left. I, I never saw her again. So my question to you would be, is that living the principles of the gospel, or was it more important that I don't touch her? And, and I think what, what you're probably seeing is that oftentimes what we've done is we've said, here's a rule, follow this rule, and we'll get, a, we'll get an appropriate outcome. But Joseph Smith never said that. That was not one of Joseph Smith's teachings. Joseph Smith, in fact, taught that if we teach correct principles, we will govern ourselves. We will find ourselves in a state of self-governance. That, that includes learning and living by those principles. And you're like, well, you know, what, what, what happened there is that you were just hugging this woman, and that's not really a principle of the gospel. Well, let me tell you, I think that the principle of the most important principle of the gospel is to love your neighbor as yourself. Well, maybe that's one of the most important principles of the gospel. So here I was in a moment, in a a very acute moment, able to love this woman, even though maybe she didn't feel loved at that time, or maybe she just needed some love. I don't know. Honestly, I barely know any more about the story than what I've told you. So maybe I, you know, screwed up. Maybe that was like the worst thing I could have done, but I felt like it was the right thing in the right moment. Whereas, don't touch anyone of the opposite sex. Well, you know, that that rule doesn't necessarily apply in a lot of situations. I know for us missionaries, we we often would do uh, bachi, which is, you know, you kiss on the right and the left cheek. Uh, other cultures, like French, uh, that's that's a pretty normal thing. Russia, pretty normal thing to to kiss the people that you greet 
not in any sort of sexual way, but to greet them with a kiss uh, on the side of the on the side of the cheek, not a big deal. So let me ask you: Is it going to be more effective to to participate in the culture in an appropriate way because you love and care for the people in that culture, or is it better to follow a rule that might alienate you from the people of that culture? And this is this to me is the thrust of a great deal of this new for strength of youth uh, guidebook. I'm super keen on it. Uh, you know, I don't think they've done everything the way that I would say makes the most sense, but I'm I'm really pleased with a lot of the strides that have been made, and I'm super grateful that the first presidency has done this. You know, uh, I'll I'll be honest. I've had some conversations with our state presidency and I've said we need to be better at teaching principles and uh, I hope that this helps us get along and move along that path because this is honestly a phenomenal conversation and I want to talk in particular about two two components and these two components I think lead us into the rest of our lives when it comes to how to deal with pornography and how to deal with our own uh, growth around pornography and uh, modesty. So I want to start with modesty. One of the very first things it does in this uh, new guide is talk about an invitation. It invites us to kind of think about the way that we're thinking about who we are and what we're doing. And it says, as you make decisions about your clothing, hairstyle, appearance, ask yourself, am I honoring my body as a sacred gift from God? And I think that this is a really great question because, you know, in in Brazil, for instance, you know, we my wife's aunt is from Brazil. We've known a lot of people who are from Brazil and especially members of the church. They go and they look for a one-piece swimsuit and it doesn't exist. And they're not thinking about it in the same way we are. Entirely, in, exactly everyone in Brazil wears a two-piece swimsuit. And, it, and it's one of those things where do I, am I doing this? Am I wearing what I'm wearing in order to, this is kind of the way that I've always couched it. Am I wearing what I'm wearing in order to attract someone salaciously? Or am I wearing this because I feel good? I feel good in, in, in myself. I feel good in what I'm doing. I feel good in who I'm being. Am I being good to me? And am I, am I being good in, in terms of not showing up, trying to to disrupt other people's lives, right? Am I honoring my body as a sacred gift from God? Is such a great question, and it 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 creates a space for us to figure out what is it that it looks like to to choose for myself how I want to dress, and then also to grow beyond that. So we had a discussion up at the Life Coach uh, event I, we did a couple Saturdays ago now. The, there was a woman there uh, who shared a story about how she decided that she would go from wearing two pieces to one-piece bathing suits. And it was 100% entirely about her. It wasn't about, you know, I have to follow this rule. It wasn't about, I have to think about, you know, how others will view me or how, when I view myself, am I, you know, making a problem for others? So, you know, it was entirely self-based. And for her, that was a moment of growth. It was this, uh, it was this opportunity for her to say, 
I think that changing the way that I'm that I'm wearing my clothing for me is going to help me be the better version of myself. Now, am I am I endorsing that going from a two piece to a one piece is the only way to go and that's what you have to do and how to grow as a person? No, I'm absolutely not doing that. I'm not saying that in any way. What I am saying is it's a really important question to ask yourself. It, the, and the question that, that I love that, that we came up with at this event was, is the way that I'm acting, is the way that I'm choosing to behave holding me back from my greater potential? And if it is, then maybe I'm going to change it. Then I'm going to change it. I, I can move forward. I can grow beyond it. And if it isn't, if I don't find it problematic, then it's not a problem to leave it. And, and there's no need for you to become a different person just because you think someone else or some other you know, entity outside of you thinks you should change. And here's why this is important. Oftentimes, the way that we teach about modesty, and I'm going to talk about this uh, another day more in depth with my, uh, my friend Amanda Lauder. Uh, I think we're going to do a, a joint podcast this week on this. But if, the way that we often teach about modesty is from a perspective of if you don't dress modestly, then you're going to create problems for others. And this is problematic around pornography. This is problematic uh, in, in the sexual development of a lot of people, uh, in particular the person who's hearing that message, and the, the, so the young woman who might be hearing that message, and, because, and I'll be honest with you, this is a one-sided issue, right? Mostly we sell, tell girls, hey, you need to cover up so that you don't make the boys feel uncomfortable. And this is, this is a problem for young men because they hear this and they go, oh, she should be able to control me. So when you get to marriage, here's what happens. The wife thinks I should have control over someone else's sexuality, that's essentially the message we've been sending them. What you wear impacts other people's sexual sec, impacts other people sexually, and the men are hearing what the girls are wearing impacts me sexually. So, therefore, they have some control, some measure of control over how I behave sexually. So, what happens when a young man or a young woman gets to marriage and they find that they don't actually have any control over their partner sexually? There be this is. This is disorganizing. It creates a problematic issue within the... It creates problems within the marriage, right? It creates this sense that, oh, I'm failing, and I should be able to do more. And in the long run, around, especially around pornography, you know, wives will tend to enfold into their husband's anxiety, try to manage their anxiety, and try to become a sexual object for their partner to manage whether or not their partner engages in pornographic viewing. And in the end, they end up hating themselves, and they end up frustrated, and they end up dejected, and, and that's, that's a terrible, terrible situation. And that's why I like this new conversation, which is essentially, what's going on for me around this? Nobody else. I'm not worried about somebody else. I'm worried about me. And how can I take care of me? Which, by the way, that's agency. How can I be the person that I want to be? And this to me is super awesome. I love this component. I love this new conversation. 
And I also love that it's not directed just at the girls. I don't know if you noticed in the old For Strength of Youth pamphlet, it was a lot of like, hey, girls, wear this, wear that, wear this, wear that. And for the boys, it was like, also wear clothes. <laughs> so I'm, I'm super excited about this new version. And when it comes to pornography specifically, I really love this new paragraph with, within the, the text here. It says, sexual feelings are an important part of God's plan to create happy marriages and eternal families. These feelings are not sinful. They are sacred. <laughs> I want everybody to hear that again. Sexual feelings are not sinful. They are sacred. And then it goes on to offer that they're sacred and powerful, and that's why we have the law of chastity. And the law of chastity helps us stay within a framework that allows us to create and grow and build without it being constrained or, you know, something that we have to be ashamed of. This is super, super, super important. And I'm so grateful that they've updated this language because too often I get men and women who come to these conversations, you know, the, the conversation around how do I stop looking at pornography, and they are in a place where they do not have, they do not have this deep and abiding sense that their sexual feelings are important. They want to give them up. They want to push them down. They want to move, remove them altogether. And that's, I don't think that's the way that the Lord has, has designed it. And embracing that and moving forward with it is, I think, essential to resolving any sort of pornography struggle. And I love what they say here in the, in the For Strength of Youth pamphlet, that you may come across pornography without meaning to. I think this gives everybody a realistic reality, a realistic you know, understanding of what what's going to happen, what is likely to happen in our lives. There's a good chance you're going to see it. And you want to be clear that it's not problematic to just have seen it. It does offer that you can turn away from it immediately. I 100% respect that. And I think that that's one thing that everyone would you know if if you are not taken by curiosity or what have you please do that please turn away immediately if however beyond that you're struggling and you're like oh i can't i can't seem to turn away from that that's where people like me come in that's my job right my job is to help you get the tools to not only resolve that in the moment but resolve that long term for yourself and that to me is an awesome switch here we go from saying you know, <laughs> run away and, you know, n avoid it at all costs. And, and that's going to be problematic if you ever see it to there's a good chance you're going to see it. And if you, you know, if you don't mean to see it, you're not sinning. A lot of times people come to me and they feel like, oh, I'm, I'm terrible because I came across it or I, you know, walked down the street and I saw uh, Victoria's Secret and now I'm, you know, I'm full blown into my pornography struggle. A lot of people, when they fall down the rabbit hole, the proverbial rabbit hole, it often starts with a, an unintentional sight, and then they go, well, i got to tell my wife about this, or i got to tell my parents about this, so I might as well go full on. And this is a great reminder that you can see pornography without meaning to, and that's not a problem. And then it goes on to talk about how to keep sex... Well, it goes on to talk about keeping sex and sexual feelings sacred, and you know, I might not agree with all of these things for adults, including if you want to text your wife and say, hey, 
would you like to make out tonight? I think that's totally reasonable to, to text to your partner, to your spouse, to your wife, to your husband. I think that's different for kids than it is for adults. But I love the, you know, the sense that it's about keeping yourself in a place where it's good for you and sacred, not staying away from things because it's bad, which is something that I think we often conveyed in our older versions of this particular uh, guide. And then it, it also offers that if you aren't sure, it talks about you know staying away from things, but I, I like what it said here. Your parents and your leaders can help you learn, help you know, right? If you find that situations or activities make temptation stronger, avoid them. You know what those situations are, and if you aren't sure, the spirit, your parents, and your leaders can help you know. Show, and it goes on to say, show your Father in heaven that you honor and respect the sacred power to create life. This is really, to me, like, fantastic. Because it starts by saying, you're capable. You know what's up. Like, there's no, and and this is, I think, the, the opposite of the message that we get with addiction, which is you're trapped, you're stuck, you don't know what to do, you don't know how to solve this, you, you know, you're, you're powerless, all that sort of stuff. And here we see, if you find, you know, if you find that certain situations, activities make those temptations stronger, avoid them as best you can. And you know what those are. And if you're not sure, you know, the spirit can help you, your parents can help you, and your leaders can help you know. And I think that this is true for adults too. You know the times and the places where it becomes more difficult. And I, I teach a lot of how to uh, solve for that and, re- and, and find that in my membership and within my individual coaching. I'm helping lots of people figure out, okay, well, what are exactly the situations? Because sometimes we kind of blind ourselves to those situations. We have this practiced blindness when it comes to, you know, well, why did this happen? And a lot of times we go, oh, I don't know. <laughs> Even people that have been coaching for a while, they're like, oh, I don't remember. Well, let's go back and remember. Let's try and figure that out because instead of practicing blindness, willful blindness against this, if we figure those situations out, we can actually resolve for the, resolve them and solve for them early on and more effectively than if we just pretend, oh, it just happened and I slipped. This is a fantastic I think, way of teaching about pornography, which is to say, if you think you have a struggle, it's important to know that you can find the answers. And if you don't know that you can find the answers, work with someone, work with your mom, work with your dad, work with your coach, work with your bishop, whoever it is, right? For kids, that's fantastic. For adults, I think, you know, work with your bishop, work with your wife, your wife. Uh, work with your husband. They will know. They, you know, they've seen it. They're seeing it in you. They know what is going on for you. And then, you know, work within the bounds of your uh, of your capacity to create ways to resolve that. And we talk again. We talk about that. You know, if you listen to the podcast, I've taught you a number of ways to resolve that. But you, you know, if you need more help, come to the membership. That's what it's there. We go deep into exactly what's happening for you, and we help you solve that every single time. All right, my friends, I, I'm super excited about this new For Strength of Youth pamphlet. I hope you guys are. I hope that you are taking it out and reading it and also reading it with your kids if you have any kids. But I'm, I really hope and I pray that uh, the message is loud and clear from this new For Strength of Youth pamphlet that sex is not bad, sexual feelings are important, and if we can solve 
for the way that we've been kind of running from them or pushing them down or beating ourselves up over them, we're going to succeed at leaving pornography behind forever. And we're going to succeed at being the people that we want to be. All right, my friends, I love you guys. And I will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to the Self Mastery Podcast. Every day, Darcy and I work with amazing men and women to remove pornography from their lives and relationships. If you're ready to take the next step in your journey, let us help you. Sign up for a consult at zackspafford.com slash workwithme, and you can set up some time for you or your spouse to meet with me or with Darcy, and we can help you get started on your self-mastery journey. Thanks for listening to Thrive Beyond Pornography. If you're seeking guidance and support to overcome pornography for good and begin creating a thriving life beyond it, check out my free webinar, How to Overcome Pornography with Skills That Actually Work. You'll learn practical, proven skills guided by an expert coach who has personally overcome pornography. Whether you're getting started for just yourself or along with your spouse, Darcy and I can teach you the tools that will help you put your life on the right path for you. Be sure to check out the show notes for a direct link and... If you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, it would mean the world to us. Your reviews play a significant role in helping others discover the show so they can join us on this transformative journey. Thank you for being part of the Thrive Beyond Pornography community. Until our next episode, stay strong, stay focused, and keep thriving.